first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello everyone, I'm Tian Service from Delaware, and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. On today's show, we will be speaking with our film critics and hearing interviews on topics including Ghosters, Phantom Patrol, The Canterville Ghost, Spy Kids, Armageddon, and Curses. To start us off, we will jump right on in and speak with Ella about Ghosters, Phantom Patrol. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How about you? Of course, I'm doing good. So talk to me about what Ghosters, Phantom Patrol is about. Okay, so Ghosters is about two men who end up working the night shift at a really big government building, and they find a few strange neon tubes in the basement, and they drop one and they end up releasing a bunch of ghosts into the city, and so now they have to stop them before they take over New York. That sounds like a pretty interesting, I guess, like, Halloween-y type film. Definitely perfect for our upcoming holiday. Um, It definitely is. It's on my... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's on my watch list for Halloween for sure. You should think about watching it. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like a really thrilling kind of film. Yeah, so what what about this film do you think will be interesting for kids and make them want to enjoy it? Um, I think especially if you've watched Ghostbusters, you're going to enjoy the lots of references. But even if you haven't, you're going to enjoy the animation. It, It has a really good plot line as well. And you'll enjoy the action scenes. That sounds pretty interesting. Like when you were describing it to me, I definitely got that kind of like Ghostbusters feel. Um, Yeah, it's actually it's based off of Ghostbusters. It's a spoof on Ghostbusters. So that makes it all the more fun if you've seen the original. Yeah, I was going to say that makes me want to watch it even more because I'm definitely a fan of Ghostbusters movies. Same here. Yeah. So what were some of like your personal thoughts that you had while watching? Um, it's very reminiscent of Ghostbusters, but it's missing a few things like the iconic four-person crew. And right. it was a good movie on its own, but it it could have been better. Like, the escape scene from the building could have had a lot more pizzazz, you know? Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the things of, like, filmmaking is that you definitely, you know, with us, like, even being film critics, like, we definitely look more into certain aspects of the film. Um, yeah, and since it's a spoof and it doesn't exactly have a message, it's supposed to have a tone instead, but it's as if they couldn't decide whether that was supposed to be funny or scary because it was a real mix of both. Yeah, which can sometimes be a good thing. You just have to make sure that you can do it the right way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So what do you feel like was your favorite part of this film? Um, Definitely the escape scene when Wilbur escapes from the building. Um, I found it really funny because he had to ride a little kid's bike out of the building. Oh my god, that sounds hilarious. It like just picturing was. it makes, makes me want to watch it. Uh, and so I know you kind of like touched on this a little bit um, before, but like how good of a job do you feel the production did, the production team, I'm sorry, did on this film, whether it was like the actors or just the crew in general? Um... It's not supposed to be an actual horror movie, and they did a really good job making sure it's not too scary. Because while the animation is scary, there is a lot of moments of comic relief. 
such as with Wilbur, his character is really funny. You're going to enjoy him. Like when he's eating pizza during the attack scene. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty hilarious movie. Like like I said, like I'm just drawn to that that it's a mix of a horror and a comedy because I am not a big fan myself of horror movies, but I do love a good mix of a horror and a comedy. You'll enjoy this one then. Yeah, I cannot wait. And so what made you want to review this movie in the first place? Um, I'm like you. I'm not big on horror, but I do love comedy, and I heard that it was a mix of both. Sounded kind of like The Nightmare Before Christmas. I like that one, too. That's my favorite. So maybe it's like a step towards watching a horror movie. Maybe someday. Yeah, I was going to say definitely. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like kind of depending on like how it is, it could get you like more drawn to it, which is a good thing. I'm kind of expanding your territory, I think is how you would say it. Exactly. Like if you're not all the way there yet, with horror movies then you could watch this one as like a middle step yeah definitely just gonna have to check that out and so like to just pay you back off that question um do you feel like it had the same impact for you like while you were watching it versus when you first heard about it and wanted to review it uh i think it did i liked it a lot better when i finished um there's just there's so much to see there's the ghosts can be really scary the animation is really really scary but they also have little funny moments in there. So there's a lot for you to see. Yeah, that's good. Love a movie with aspects. Uh, and I know you said as well, like there wasn't really a message, but what do you feel is like the ultimate goal of this movie? Um, It is a spoof, so it is ultimately meant to imitate Ghostbusters, but it does have a tone and that is a funny tone. Yeah, that's good. Like I said, good comedy, good horror. Perfect. I definitely want to check it out. Um, just for one last question, what age recommendation star rating do you give um, Ghosters, Phantom Patrol, and where can we find it? Um, I give Ghosters, Phantom Patrol 3.5 out of 5 stars, and I recommend it for ages 8 to 18 plus adults. And you can find it on AVOD. It was released on September 22nd. All right. Well, I will definitely have to check it out. And to everyone listening, make sure to check it out as well. It sounds like an amazing film. And like I said, perfect for Halloween. So thank you so much, Ella, for talking to me about it. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have more awesome reviews and interviews for you to enjoy. Stay tuned. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. 
For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. This is Kids First Coming Attractions, and now we will be speaking with Sydney on the Canterville Ghost. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. So talk to me a little about the plot of the Canterville Ghost. Okay, so the Otis family just moved into a new mansion that's notorious for being the home of a ghost. And that ghost goes by Sir Simon de Canterville. He has successfully haunted and scared away each resident of the home up until now, and the family doesn't seem to be scared by him. So he's kind of knocked off his roster, I would say. And it, it's overall, it's a really interesting plot because we get to see how that unravels. Hmm. That sounds like a pretty interesting plot. I like movies like that, where they have a ghost who like tries to be scary, but then like they don't end up being scared. It always makes for a good plot. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's not really scary at all. He's just hilarious and yeah. a bit of a mess so it's his characters um really entertaining i'm sure so talk to me a little bit about like the actual production like how was the cast in this how were like the effects things like that yeah so the cast was awesome they all the characters were awesome as well um they had great interactions and because because of this was a cartoon there was, um, you couldn't really see the actors, obviously. So their, right. their voices um, from like yelling and screaming to talking quietly kind of was the only cast, we, um, cast part we saw. But right. it honestly made the film really funny because one second the characters could go from whispering and then yelling at the top of their lungs. So... Um, that was funny. And then also, like you said, the production, the animation was really great in this film. I was surprised because, again, it's a cartoon, but the animation was actually pretty realistic and it made me feel like I was in the haunted house with them. So I, mm. I definitely applaud the production crew for this one. Yeah, and I like what you said about that, especially because, like, there are animation is like one of those styles where it's made more for entertainment, but to exactly. have an animated film where you can feel like you're actually in the film, like normally that's what live action is for. It's real people, real, like, well, obviously not always real scenarios, but like you could see yourself playing that, but to relate and feel like you're in an animated movie, that's a really good um, feel to have with the animated film. Yeah, I like how you worded that. And I usually don't um, enjoy 
animated films as much just because they seem so fake to me. But I actually right. really enjoyed this film and I would rewatch it again. Well, that's good. You know, definitely a first time for everything. And definitely I'm interested in it. Like from, just from your description of it, feeling like you're in an animated movie, that's something that you don't get a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what do you feel like was your favorite part of this film? Um, my favorite part of the film is when all of the members of the Royal Society, which is um the club that the two parents and the family run, they start flying around in a circle on the ceiling because the ghost casts a spell on them and he makes them fly. And that really made me laugh just because it's totally random and they were all right. completely afraid. But it was the ghost attempt at scaring them. And I guess it kind of worked, but not for the family. Right. That's not funny. Like, that's definitely, like, not really, I wouldn't really say a super common thing, but it's almost like, do you know Hocus Pocus? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of giving, like, those kind of vibes. And I love that movie. I love, like, funny, cool Halloween films like that. I'm not a big fan of horror, so, like, definitely films like that seem really interesting to me. Oh, yeah, this isn't a horror movie. It's, um... It's made for kids, but it's right. also it was really enjoyable. So I feel like even though it was intended for the younger audience, teenagers could enjoy it as well. Yeah, and that's good. That's really good. Um, and just speaking of enjoying, like, for people who do go and watch The Cannibal Ghost, what message can they get from it? I think the message um, of this film is that love is all you need because – the family had great interactions and they were all kind to each other and supportive. And that got them through the hardships in their life and all that change of having to move to a new town and stuff. So I think just the basis of love, but also Sir Simon de Canterville, he says that love is the greatest adventure of them all. And that's honestly something everyone could take away. But also other themes I kind of um, adapted from watching the film is that letting go is okay. It's okay to forgive people. And just friendship and family um, are really important in life. Yeah, those are definitely some strong messages. This, I have to say, like, just from what you said about it, um, the message alone, like, this definitely seems like a standout animation film especially like you said you can feel like you can relate to it relate to it messages of love and that it's okay to let go like this is definitely sounds like a very strongly well-produced animated film yes they put a lot of detail and thought into all the little parts of the film that made it great um overall but yeah this film i would say if you look between the lines, you can see how it's beneficial for the younger audience. Because, I mean, at first, you just think it's a film with a ghost and a family. Right. But there are hidden messages inside of it. And I think it's kind of cool to make it like a mystery and find out all the little details. Yeah, and that's really good. I love that. And just for one last question, what age recommendation star rating do you give The Canterville Ghost and where can we find it? So I recommend The Canterville Ghost for ages 5 to 12, just like because it's a younger audience-based film. 
and I give it 4.5 out of 5 stars because I really enjoyed this, like I said, and it was awesome for an animated film. Yeah, well, that's amazing. Like, I'm older than the age bracket that you gave it, but I definitely will still check it out. And I hope that other families are listening to this. Go and check it out because it sounds like a really amazing, almost life-changing, but definitely standout kind of animated <laughs> film. So thank yeah, you so much exactly. for speaking with me about it. Thank you. Of course. I'm Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more awesome reviews and interviews for you to enjoy. Stay tuned. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Our next segment is Zoe's interview with Robert Chandler, the director of The Canterville Ghost. Hi, everyone. I'm Zoe Canela, reporting for Kids First, and today I'm delighted to talk to director Robert Chandler for his new animated film, The Canterville Ghost, which comes from the original short story from Oscar Wilde. It's such a pleasure talking to you. Huge congratulations with this film. It was so delightful to watch this, not only because of the visuals and how gorgeous it was, but also because of how gracefully it was crafted. So huge congratulations. Thank you so much. That's lovely to hear. You put so much into these things. It's so lovely to hear people responding. So thank you. Of course. And this film is based on Oscar Wilde's humorous short story. And so when you created this reinterpretation, um, what, what did you want to bring, especially to the, the new generations? Yeah, we, we, we love Oscar Wilde and it, it's a short story. And I guess the, 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 the and I guess the clue is that it is a short story. There are lots of things that aren't said in that in that story and a couple of extra things that are that we wanted to take out. So we didn't really go to the films. There have been several film adaptations. We didn't really go to those. We went back to the source 
as you should. Uh, and, and we decided, you know, we can lose one of the characters here. That will increase the drama between Virginia and Sir Simon and so on. So we made those sort of regular things that adapting any, any book or, or story does. But fundamentally, Zoe, we wanted to show what went on at the end of the story where Oscar does not tell us what happens between Virginia and Sir Simon when they go to the Garden of Death, as Oscar calls it, to plead with uh, the Grim Reaper for the curse to be lifted on Canterville. He does not tell us. Um, and, and in the story, Virginia says uh, she marries Henry and she says, Henry asks her what happened and she still won't tell him. She says, maybe one day we can tell the children. So, and, and you think, oh, well, what did happen? And of course, I think the job of as make in terms of making a film about that is to show what happened in that garden. Absolutely. And I love so many different aspects of this film, like the animation, as you said, the story. I think the storytelling was beautifully and very well executed. And I also really like the voices. Um, yes. It was hard to cast such an exceptional cast that you had, like Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry and Imelda Stoughton. And how was it working with such amazing people? And part of the fun of directing voices for animation is telling actors to overact in in front of a camera, you know, because I do live action and animation. If you're in a, with a camera, you, you often tell them to turn it down a bit, please. You know, up close, turn it right down. In animation, it's the opposite. And after a while, the actors they let go, and you say, "Come on, go bigger, go larger, give us more." And of course, it's great. It's like they're you know, on stage and they're projecting everything, and that's much more fun than turning it down. So uh, you know, if you get it right, then it will uh, reward you in, in your film. Oh, of course. And also, I love Virginia and her character and how she's so determined and, again, her qualities that she brings. And I also love Sir Simon the Canterville. I think he's such an interesting character. So how is it creating a character that's like a ghost, but he's charming and he's funny and he's wise, but kind of spooky and noble at the same time? And, and then that's the fun of it, creating Sir Simon. And, you know, another change we made to the story was that Oscar had Sir Simon kill his wife and uh, we didn't want that we wanted people to empathize with Simon and so we had him accidentally killing his wife through his own vanity and that for us added a tragic depth to the character and so you know you you try and build characters that have the depths and, and the opposites and and Sir Simon can be joyful but then we mustn't forget that he's been haunting that place for 300 years and, and what that really means is he hasn't seen his wife for 300 years and he loves her. And, and that's a big thing for him. Um, and we wanted to feel that. It's not something we're taking lightly. And I think that, you know, that is something I hope comes across from, from what I do as, as a producer is make never mock characters' desires, uh, what they want. It's really important. It doesn't matter if they're animated or they're a superhero or they're something that you would not see in, in, in everyday life. It doesn't matter. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. 
We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. This is Kids First Coming Attractions, and now we will be continuing Zoe's interview with Robert Chandler, the director of The Canterville Ghost. Yes, I think that's also a beautiful part of this film, that there's so many different aspects that many people can relate to. And as a young female, I think Virginia, again, she's such a, everything you described is such a powerful and strong character. Yeah presented in the film and I also touching into what you were saying earlier I think this film what I took away from it is how we can kind of be kidnapped by our guilt in our past um, and how modernity can help us embrace our past so what other messages do you think for younger kids do you think that are most relevant for the younger ones watching you know as the older you get the more you realize how precious time is how precious people are how precious the world is right now the world's going up in flames it's terrible what's happening in many parts of it and 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 why are we doing that to ourselves as people you know it it often defies belief when you're young you sort of don't see that or by the time you reach your teenage years and and adolescence maybe you're impassioned with a belief that just doesn't see or take time to look at things to look at the sunset to look at your your friends your your family your you know your dog what you know whatever one loves and to appreciate it and as you get older the sense of time passing accelerates because it's relative when you're 11 you've uh, only been alive 11 years and there's this great sort of expanse in front of you as you get older, you see that expanse getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And you think, oh, my goodness, I must make the most of this. Um, and, and, and often you wish you'd done things differently when you were younger because you had no cares. and You had no sense of time passing. And so, in a, in, sorry to over elaborate, but that to me is, is the, the theme of the film. And, you know, death himself says it to Virginia and Henry uh, through the, 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 the hourglass you know, make the most of it. And when you're young and people say that, it sounds a bit cliched and yeah, sure, I'll make the most of it. But uh, we really mean it. Do make the most of it. Do take time out. Do value people of all kinds, all persuasions, whatever. We're all people. And and the film is saying that, you know, this is a glorious place we're on on this planet. Please, let's, let's make the most of it. 
And I think that's beautiful because I think that's something that younger kids are going to be able to grasp very well and understand that unlike, you know, super complex message. And it's also fun and it's kind of lighthearted and it's refreshing for adults and for older people who also like to get back in touch with that sense and also before we end I need to talk about the visuals and the camera because I thought it was beautiful when my favorite scene like the locket with the pop-up book wow that was such a beautiful beautiful scene that I think is was technically so I mean so how was it with um like did you determine that you wanted the camera to kind of move like the ghost and that's that's how I saw kind of throughout the film it is lovely. You know, backstory and exposition is is like a dirty word in, in screenwriting. Of course it is. Uh, no one really needs to be told what's already happened in the past. Um, but we do in this case. And how can we do this creatively and in a way that it represents Sir Simon? And so we, we gave him that locket that opens up and the, the, it's like painted enamel with the, the characters moving around. And it allows us to tell that story. And, and then so you're dealing with something very tragic, the drowning of his wife. And by by in, in animation, that that's that that's pretty strong. But by putting it within the sort of that illustrated character receding into the darkness within the locket, it allows you to have some distance from it while still feeling how powerful that moment is. And and so and we also recognize that the, that locket and it, it's, it's very, very mechanical. You can hear the clockwork. And again, that was a deliberate choice because it reflected Sir Simon. It was his wife's locket. You know, it, it, it's in anguish. Um, but it's the past. It's those old clockwork mechanisms. And Mr. Otis makes it very clear the future's here with electricity. Here am I with candles alight in the room. But he, Mr. Otis brings his electricity and says, no, no, the future is here. I represent the future. And, and Sir Simon has to wonder if he's as a place in this. And, and for me, that's why the locket becomes quite poignant. You've got all these different levels. You, it represents the past. It represents the clockwork. But it also represents his wife and therefore his relationship. So um, Sir Simon really feels that. And it, it, it gets down. It gets really down. And, and of course, Virginia saves him. She, it allows, it gives him somewhere to go and it allows her to pull him out. I'm Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more awesome reviews and interviews for you to enjoy. Stay tuned. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. 
For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tian Summers from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Our next segment is listening to Hanadi's interview with Robert Rodriguez, the director of the Spy Kids franchise, about his new film, Spy Kids Armageddon. Okay, so my first question is, Spy Kids is an iconic series. So how did you approach giving this movie a fresh feel while still staying, while still staying true to its brand? You know, there's so many things uh, in this series that are based on my growing up, but I'm also raising five kids of my own. I grew up in a family of 10 kids. So there's a lot of stories. So making it very authentic is what keeps it fresh and keeps it relatable and always about empowerment and, and the kids transforming, starting off as just confused little kids and becoming superheroes by the end of the story. Um, so that keeps it true to it, but then to update it with amazing special effects, lots of action, new gadgets, like, you know, my kids told me you have to bring back a robot spy, you know, kind of helper or some cool new gadgets, but you have to bring back like the, how to be a spy book and the safe house, you know, there's some things you have to bring back and then there's some things you have to do new. So, uh, it was a kind of a mix between the two. Okay, so my next question is, how did you balance the family dynamic with action-packed spy adventures in the film? Well, it's it's very much got to be a family story first because um, that's what grounds it. That's what the most relatable, you know, kids and their parents can't relate as much to being spies, but they can relate to being a family. So you can just make a family seem super cool by comparing their life to being spies, the spy mission of keeping a family together, then that's where it really, um, you see that the family becomes closer through the mission. Every movie, they get transformed because of the project they're on, the, the mission that they're assigned or they're taking on. It always makes the family much stronger by the end. So that was always the, the message of the films. And uh, that's what we did here. They take on a huge challenge together and they come out a better family than they were even when they started. And they started off already as a good family, but they're now a great family. Oh, okay. So my next question is, Spy Kids has had an everlasting impact. What do you think it is about these films that make them memorable with the audience or resonate with the audience? Um, well, for kids especially are the biggest audience because they will watch it multiple, multiple times because they support anything that empowers a, a kid. Because, you know, they get to eight or nine and they feel like they're so grown up, but they still need their parents to drive them to the store or whatever. Here, they see these kids who are flying around in their own jetpacks or in their own go-kart. And, you know, the, the empowerment is enormous and it inspires them. And they go, I mean, we just showed this recently to some kids and, 
And they left the theater by hugging the wall, sneaking out like they were spies already. You know, they already want to imitate them. <laughs> so that that's, you know, we try to design it so that it really fuels their dreams um, and makes them want to be like the characters they saw because the characters are close in age to themselves. I absolutely love that answer. Your job is to give these super spy qualities to kids and that can't be easy. So how did you sort of pull that together? Well, I mean, it's much easier more than ever, even within the first movies to think of kids as being mini spies. I mean, they've got so much access to technology. They got like the best spy gadget. This was more gadgets than James Bond even had back in the day in one phone or on an iPad. They're so used to technology. They're so versed in technology that um, they're like super spies already. They can, they can do amazing things. So you have to just keep taking it to the next level because they can already do so much and then do it better than their parents, more than adults. So they're already kind of outwit the adults, even today, <laughs> without spies even in the mix. So it, it made it more believable. Thank you so much for talking with me, Mr. Rodriguez. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. This is Kids First Coming Attractions, and I will now be speaking with Gavin on Curses. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Super excited to speak with you about Curses. I've already done a little research on it. So for those who don't know, tell us what Curses is about. Curses is about the Vanderhoeven family after a generation-long curse turns Alex Vanderhoeven into stone. It is up to his wife, Skye, and his two kids, Pandora and Russ, to, to return artifacts stolen by their ancestors to the rightful homes to finally lift the curse for good. That sounds like a very, like, adventurous, pretty interesting film. I believe it's animated, correct? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like a pretty interesting animated film. Um, What were your thoughts about Curses, watching it? Um, Watching it, it, it was very interesting. And I liked how it was like a family movie and how it portrayed the bond between the family members and how they supported each other. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, talk to me a little bit about like the actual animation aspects of the film, like the cast, how it's animated, the plot moment, things like that. You know, I think that the voice acting cast played played their roles exceptionally well, and they really showed that they were meant for these roles. Yeah, that's always good. It's always good, like to find the perfect cast because the cast is what helps make the film, or in this case, the series, because it's obviously like important. Because if you if you have bad acting, nobody's really gonna watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, talk to me about like what made you want to review Curses in the first place. You know, uh, what really popped out to me at first was the animation that I saw on the cover of of the series. It just really popped out to me and just made me want to watch it even more. So I chose to review it. That's good. And do you feel like it lived up to those expectations? Oh, definitely. I think it was above my expectations. It was phenomenal. That's great. It's always good when you go to review something like, oh, this looks really nice. And then you come out and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever watched. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what was your favorite part of watching Curses? My favorite part was the message about um, with the help of a family member or a friend or trusted adult, you can do anything. That's good. That's a very true message. You definitely need that support system to help you reach your goals. Um, so why do you feel this would be interesting for other youth to watch? I'm sorry? I said, why do you feel that this would be interesting for other youth to watch? Uh, I feel like this would be interesting for others to watch because of the way the director can show the bond between the family and how it's a family film. And also it's very kid friendly and could also be of interest to some adults as well. Yeah, that's good. I love like when I was researching, like I know some people who are part of the cast, um, of course, not personally, but. Um, know who they are. I'm like, this seems pretty interesting, something I want to watch. I definitely like what you were saying about the art style. Pretty interesting. And I know you also did an interview um, with some of the crew members of Curses. So what was that like for you? You know, interviewing was actually like really fun. Um, the directors were super nice. They They made some jokes, you know, and it was just like super fun overall. That's great. It's always a even better experience. I feel like, like, do you feel like it made it even more special getting to watch it, loving it, and then talking to the people behind it? Uh, yeah, I actually, for one of my questions, I asked them if there were any hidden Easter eggs and they shared some, yeah, that were really cool. Yeah, that's good. I like when they do that in films, have little Easter, egg, Easter eggs. I know they do it a lot with Disney, but seeing it in other films is really cool as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And just for one last question, what age recommendation and star rating do you give Curses and where can we find it? I give Curses four out of five stars and recommend it for ages five through 12 plus adults. This film will be this film is available now on Apple TV Plus. Yes, well, it definitely sounds incredible. I have Apple TV Plus. So I definitely will be checking it out um, and I hope everybody listening checks it out as well. 
um, make sure to go see or check out Curses. And thank you for speaking with me about it, Gavin. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have more awesome reviews and interviews for you to enjoy. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tian Summers from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Our next segment is listening to Hanadi's interview with Robert Rodriguez, the director of the Spy Kids franchise, about his new film, Spy Kids Armageddon. Okay, so my first question is, Spy Kids is an iconic series. So how did you approach giving this movie a fresh feel while still staying, while still staying true to its brand? You know, there's so many things uh, in this series that are based on my growing up, but I'm also raising five kids of my own. I grew up in a family of 10 kids. So there's a lot of stories. So making it very authentic is what keeps it fresh and keeps it relatable and always about empowerment and, and the kids transforming, starting off as just confused little kids and becoming superheroes by the end of the story. Um, so that keeps it true to it, but then to update it with amazing special effects, lots of action, new gadgets, like, you know, my kids told me you have to bring back a robot spy, you know, kind of helper or some cool new gadgets, but you have to bring back like the, how to be a spy book and the safe house, you know, there's some things you have to bring back and then there's some things you have to do new. So, uh, it was a kind of a mix between the two. Okay, so my next question is, how did you balance the family dynamic with action-packed spy adventures in the film? Well, it's it's very much got to be a family story first because um, that's what grounds it. That's what the most relatable, you know, kids and their parents can't relate as much to being spies, but they can relate to being a family. So you can just make a family seem super cool by comparing their life to being spies, the spy mission of keeping a family together, then that's where it really, um, you see that the family becomes closer through the mission. 
every movie they get transformed because of the project they're on, the, the mission that they're assigned or they're taking on. It always makes the family much stronger by the end. So that was always the, the message of the films. And uh, that's what we did here. They take on a huge challenge together and they come out a better family than they were even when they started. And they started off already as a good family, but they're now a great family. Oh, okay. So my next question is, Spy Kids has had an everlasting impact. What do you think it is about these films that make them memorable with the audience or resonate with the audience? Um, well, for kids especially are the biggest audience because they will watch it multiple, multiple times because they support anything that empowers a, a kid because, you know, they get to eight or nine and they feel like they're so grown up, but they still need their parents to drive them to the store or whatever. Here, they see these kids who are flying around in their own jetpacks or in their own go-kart and, you know, the, the empowerment is enormous and it inspires them and they go, I mean, we just showed this recently to some kids and and they left the theater by hugging the wall, sneaking out like they were spies already. You know, they already want to imitate them. <laughs> so that that's, you know, we try to design it so that it really fuels their dreams um, and makes them want to be like the characters they saw because the characters are close in age to themselves. I absolutely love that answer. Your job is to give these super spy qualities to kids and that can't be easy. So how did you sort of pull that together? Well. I mean, it's much easier more than ever, even within the first movies, to think of kids as being mini spies. I mean, they've got so much access to technology. They got like the best spy gadget. This was more gadgets than James Bond even had back in the day in one phone or on an iPad. They're so used to technology. They're so versed in technology that um, they're like super spies already. They can, they can do amazing things. So you have to just keep taking it to the next level because they can already do so much and then do it better than their parents, more than adults. So they're already kind of outwit the adults, even today, <laughs> without spies even in the mix. So it, it made it more believable. Thank you so much for talking with me, Mr. Rodriguez. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. This is Kids First Coming Attractions, and I will now be speaking with Gavin on Curses. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Super excited to speak with you about Curses. I've already done a little research on it. So for those who don't know, tell us what Curses is about. 
Curses is about the Vanderhoeven family after a generation-long curse turns Alex Vanderhoeven into stone. It is up to his wife Sky and his two kids, Pandora and Russ, to to return artifacts stolen by their ancestors to the rightful homes to finally lift the curse for good. That sounds like a very like adventurous, pretty interesting film. I believe it's animated, correct? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like a pretty interesting animated film. Um, what were your thoughts about Curses watching it? Um, watching it, it it was very interesting, and I liked how it was like a family movie and how it portrayed the bond between the family members and how they supported each other. Yeah, that's good. Um, talk to me a little bit about like the actual animation aspects of the film, like the cast, how it's animated, the plot moment, things like that. You know, I think that the voice acting cast played played their roles exceptionally well, and they really showed that they were meant for these roles. Yeah, that's always good. It's always good, like to find the perfect cast because the cast is what helps make the film, or in this case, the series, because it's obviously like important because if, if you have bad acting, nobody's really going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So talk to me about like what made you want to review Curses in the first place? You know, uh, what really popped out to me at first was the animation that I saw on the cover of, of the series. It just really popped out to me and just made me want to watch it even more. So I chose to review it. That's good. And do you feel like it lived up to those expectations? Oh, definitely. I think it was above my expectations. It was phenomenal. That's great. It's always good when you go to review something like, oh, this looks really nice. And then you come out and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever watched. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what was your favorite part of watching Curses? My favorite part was the message about um, with the help of a family member or a friend or trusted adult, you can do anything. That's good. That's a very true message. You definitely need that support system to help you reach your goals. Um, so why do you feel this would be interesting for other youth to watch? I'm sorry? I said, why do you feel that this would be interesting for other youth to watch? Uh, I feel like this would be interesting for others to watch because of the way the director can show the bond between the family and how it's a family film. And also, it's very kid-friendly and could also be of interest to some adults as well. Yeah, that's good. I love, like, when I was researching, like, I know some people who are part of the cast. Um, of course, not personally, but um know who they are i'm like this seems pretty interesting something i want to watch i definitely like what you were saying about the art style pretty interesting and i know you also did an interview um with some of the crew members of curses so what was that like for you you know interviewing was actually like really fun um the directors were super nice they they made some jokes you know and it was just like super fun overall that's great. It's always a even better experience. I feel like, like, do you feel like it made it even more special getting to watch it, loving it, and then talking to the people behind it? Uh, yeah, I actually, for one of my questions, I asked them if there were any hidden Easter eggs. 
and they shared some yeah that were really cool yeah that's good i like when they do that in films have the easter egg easter eggs i know they do a lot with disney but seeing it in other films is really cool as well yeah yeah for sure and just for one last question what age recommendation and star rating do you give curses and where can we find it I give curses four out of five stars and recommend it for ages five through 12 plus adults. This film will be, this film is available now on Apple TV plus. Yes. Well, it definitely sounds incredible. I have Apple TV plus. So I definitely will be checking it out. Um, And I hope everybody listening checks it out as well. Um, Make sure to go see or check out curses. And thank you for speaking with me about it, Gavin. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more awesome reviews and interviews for you to enjoy. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.